Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are John chapters 5 through 6, Rabbit Trails. A missing Bible verse? You may be surprised to realize, upon reading John 5, that a verse is missing from most Bibles. My Bible skips from John 5-3 right to John 5-5. Now, last year, I noticed that part of the story was missing, and when I went to read in another translation, I found it there. That's when I realized that even the numbers in my Bible skipped. Looking a little deeper, it appears this is the case with many translations, including, but not limited to, ESV, NRSV, CEV, NLT, and some others. Now, I found an interesting article that, I feel, does a great job of explaining this, and I now see the story that I thought was originally part of the manuscripts in a whole new light. A link to the article is below. My usual disclaimers regarding websites apply. I don't know anything about this website's theological bent, and I'm not endorsing the site. I just felt like it was a good article. Moving on, when Messiah comes upon the invalid in John 5, 6, he asks him a pointed question. Do you want to be healed? The man has many excuses that were preventing him from getting well in his own mind, but Messiah dismisses those and simply heals the man. Which brings me to another thought. Do we want to get well? That is a question every human should ask themselves when the world leaves them cold. Do we want to be healed? Because the Father will heal us if we want it to, but just as a drug addict has to leave their drug of choice behind to combat the addiction, so we must leave behind our sin in order to be healed, releasing our caress of the world in order to wrap both arms around the Father. He is not one prone to one-armed, half-hearted hugs. We read about Messiah being accused of breaking the Sabbath a few times in today's passage. It's important to note that those who consider him to be doing such a thing are deciding this based on their own Sabbath fence laws rather than the Father's commandments. Priests were allowed to do their duties on the Sabbath. Farmers were allowed to care for their flocks. Messiah is doing both according to the Father's will and instruction. But you know the really tragic thing? Our culture is so far removed from the Bible that when the Pharisees accuse Messiah of breaking Sabbath, rather than realize he was not doing this thing they accuse him of, we side with the Pharisees, thinking Messiah was going against Yahweh. And then we declare that since Messiah did this, it must be good. Whoa, there's so much wrong with that thought process. But our lack of scriptural knowledge leaves us vulnerable to easily falling for the whole Messiah rebelled against God narrative. And just like that, we find ourselves in the camp with Marcion, not even realizing that we have set Messiah up as an adversary towards the Father. John 5.19 is one of countless verses that make this clear. It reads, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. 
After Messiah healed the man, he made a statement that many people balk at today. In John 5.14, we read, Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Messiah just outright told this man not to sin anymore. Now, let's go forward a bit to 1 John 3.4 for our definition of sin. It reads, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So what law is being referred to here? The one that's summarized in the Ten Commandments. John 5.24 This verse tells us that anyone who believes in Yahweh will have eternal life and not come under judgment. The word used here for believe means to trust in someone. What do you do if you trust in your father? You heed his wisdom and do as he says. Quiz time. Messiah said, if you love me, you will see the answer in John fourteen fifteen. Moving on to John five thirty, pay special care to the fact that Messiah himself states that he came to do the Father's will, not to preach against the Father, contradict the Father, or usurp the Father. He is the perfect Son and perfect Messiah. He came to advance the gospel that began in the beginning. This is the second time in today's reading alone that he has reiterated this point. Remember from our foundational studies, when does the Father repeat himself? When it is important. In John 6, 4, we see the second Passover being celebrated in John. Recall that the first was John 2, 3. Oh, I'm sorry, 2, 13. The third is coming up. In John chapter 6, we see a large group of disciples abandon Yeshua, but we also see that he had been expecting this for some time. While they appeared to be following him, he discerned their hearts from the start, and so he turns to those remaining and asks if they want to leave him as well. Simon Peter replies for all of us who have felt the love of Messiah. In John 6, verses 68 through 69, we read, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Y'all, to whom shall we go? We have experienced the blessing of his words, and we believe. Let us continue following our Messiah, for he is the Holy One of God. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation. It is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.